Hello, hello everyone. How are you doing today? Nice to have you here on the stream. Um, sorry, I moved this one from yesterday. I woke up and I had a really bad cold, um, all stuffed up. I couldn't really speak that well, so I thought better to not try and stream. Um, come say hi in the chat. Let me know where you are from and how you're feeling today. I'm feeling much better today. I slept kind of all of yesterday, all through the night. So hopefully now I will be better. Um, if you haven't seen one of my streams before, my name's Emily. I'm one of the Chatterbug tutors and streamers originally from Canada. And I am currently traveling. So right now I am in Colombia. Um, I'm traveling overland from Canada. I drove down to Panama so far and I've shipped my camper van to Colombia and I'm just waiting for it to hopefully get it back this week. Um, after that, I'll keep driving down all the way to Argentina. So each time I stream, I could be in a new place. Um, all right, so on the topic of traveling, I thought it would be fun to look at some different street food from around the world. So street food is food that's sold by different vendors in the street or other public locations, and it's usually for immediate consumption. So maybe you're there with a group of friends, you're out on a night out, and you just want that food right now. Some other characteristics. So it's on the go. Um, you know, it's transportable. You can eat it on the move. It's accessible, which means usually the prices are lower than a restaurant. So more people are gonna be able to afford um, to purchase street food. It's spontaneous. That means that in the moment you might decide, hey, I'm hungry, uh, I'm in the mood for something. Or you might even walk by one of these vendors. And once you smell the aroma, you're like, hmm, actually, yeah, I'm in the mood for that. Um, it's diverse. So often you'll find street food from various cultures. Even within a country, they might have kind of a street food market, maybe with different uh, foods from around the world to try. Um, but it's all meant to give you kind of like authentic, homemade, tasty food. <clears throat> and semi-permanent. So in some places, these street food vendors might only be there, you know, in the summertime when it's really busy. Um, they might also kind of pop up in an empty lot before it's developed. So this is what I mean by semi-permanent. They might be moving around the city according to season or time of the week. All right. Hello, everyone in the chat. Good to have you here. Awesome. Kit Kat from Guatemala. Nice. I was in Guatemala a few months ago. I had a great time there. The roads were very tricky to drive in Guatemala, though. There's a lot of a lot of mountainous terrain there, but it was wonderful. Okay, let's keep going. Cool. So, what are some trends around the world? Uh, the first one is theater. So, what do I mean about this? So, it's um, meant to be kind of like maybe bright colors. They might even have sort of theatrical dishes in the sense that they come um, with lots of interesting toppings, maybe in a big bright box. It's something to kind of catch your eye and also have maybe some Instagram appeal. So, a lot of the success of some street vendors might be by creating a dish which causes people want to want to take a picture of it 
and to share it or upload it. <clears throat> One of the things that comes to mind are some, there's like these bubble wrap uh, waffles that look kind of cool. And so because it's that sort of interesting design, people are going to want to take a picture, share it, and then more customers will come to that place. Um, authenticity. So what do I mean by this? Uh, it means that these are going to be people who are really passionate about their cuisine. They want to bring an authentic experience for their heritage, especially in some larger metropolitan cities where you would find these street food markets, as I said, um, people are going to be looking for an authentic experience and taste of that cuisine. Transparency. So often when you go to a restaurant, of course, the kitchen is behind a wall. You can't see what's happening. There are different restaurants, um, you know, where they might prepare it right in front of you. Um, or maybe there's glass. But of course, with street food, they are right there. So you're able to see that your food is freshly prepared. You're able to see um, what they're doing about cleanliness, all these types of things. So that is really a huge part of the trend. Um, <clears throat> and then finally, veganism. So I think around the world, this is a growing consumer trend. People are looking to maybe not go completely vegan, but maybe they're trying to have more days with less meat. And so you're going to be seeing a lot more street food around the world that has vegan options. <clears throat> All right, let's see who else we have from here. Imani from Iran, Hakim from Saudi Arabia, Miguel from Mexico, um, Mina from Morocco. I haven't been to Morocco yet, but I would love to go. Uh, Georgi from London, he's Brazilian. Awesome, I lived in London for about eight years. Uh, Faust from France and Sunny from Germany. So we have a good spread of people today, most of you in your afternoon. Um, it's nine in the morning here where I am in Colombia on the coast. Okay. Cool. So let's keep going. So I've mentioned this already a couple times, um, but there's these food trucks, which I keep seeing more and more as I travel around the world. For sure, in big cities, you're going to see these food trucks around. They might be in the same place each week. So, for instance, in an office area, they know that the office workers are looking to get a quick lunch. Um, and they might have their favorite food trucks. So let me know in the chat, is this something that you've seen as well in your country? These kind of food trucks that are popping up. So tell me, does your, cult your country have a culture of this street food? All right. And Hakeem said one of the best street food markets I've visited is Borough Market in East London. Yeah, absolutely. Borough Market's definitely one of the most famous uh, foodie markets. It's a great place, a great place to go. Another one of my favorites, I talked about it. I think I did a stream on my favorite places in London. It's not too far from Borough Market. It's called Maltby Street Market. So it's a little bit more local. Um, and it's just in between the railroad tracks and the food there is excellent, excellent. So if you, next time you go to London, if you want to try something a little bit different, Borough Market is one of the best for sure, but Malt Beastry Market is also wonderful. Okay. And so, yes, everyone says my country has a culture of street food. So what would you say is your favorite street food then? Maybe tell me the one from your country if there's something specific so we can learn. So say the name of it, maybe what it is and what country you're from. So we can all learn about some different street foods to try. 
food is definitely something that brings people together, isn't it? Okay, so tacos from a couple people. I would imagine that's Mexico. Falafel, somewhere, somewhere in the Middle East, maybe. I think a few, quite a few countries have falafel. Lammer in Dubai. I don't know what lammer is. Tell me in the chat. Um, French fries. Perfect. I think around the world, French fries are popular. In Belgium, they, they like to have them in a kind of cone and they eat them with mayonnaise, which might be weird to you. So lots of people, I think, eat French fries with ketchup. But in Belgium, they like it with mayonnaise, maybe also in France. Um, in Guatemala, tostadas, tamales, cuchitos, rellenitos, all the tasty things. <laughs> hot dogs, yeah. So hot dogs, of course, super popular in like the United States, but I think they've made their way around the world. Let's see some other ones. So in Morocco, harira is a popular uh, street food. It's a soup. Enchiladas, tacos, yeah. I think tacos is probably one of my favorites. I could always, I could eat tacos every day, no problem. <laughs> Especially with lots of sauce. <laughs> awesome, lots of different ideas. Okay, so I've just looked up some different ideas from around the world. So we continue sharing and learning about different food. If you um, at any point have a question about vocabulary or you want to share something from your own experience, please add it in the chat. Okay. Favorite truck food is burgers, pane panelli, so from Italy there, I guess. Perfect. Let's keep going. Okay, so right now, as you know, if you were here at the beginning, um, I'm currently in Colombia. So one of the most popular um, snacks or even it can be a meal, is here is called arepas. So these are soft and thick patties made with corn flour mixed with water and salt. And sometimes they'll put butter, eggs, milk, and oil in there to cook. And these could be stuffed with something like meat or cheese or egg, or they might put something on top. So I actually just had breakfast here where I am in Colombia and my breakfast was some eggs and some arepas. Uh, so you could get this in a restaurant, but also in the street, there will be lots of people selling this food. <clears throat> All right, next one. Vietnam, the banh mi. So this <clears throat> sandwich you see in the picture came about because Vietnam used to be um, a colony of France. And so they brought the baguette over. And this really was started to uh, become part of the cuisine of the people as well. They created this sandwich, which has all these yummy uh, veggies and meat and condiments in it. And they'll use a spicy chili sauce, some mayo or Maggi seasoning, which is a kind of seasoning you find a lot um, over in Southeast Asia, but I think other places in the world too. But now it's become so famous, this banh mi sandwich, you would find it kind of around the world. Let me know in the chat if you have tasted it as well. All right. The next one, this might rival actually my, what I said was my favorite tacos. Pani puri is delicious. So, so good. So the pani is the crispy shell you see in the picture and you poke a little hole in it. So once it has the little hole in it, um, 
the vendor will put some flavored water, which is called puri, and there'll be different uh, levels of spiciness and different flavors for the puri. So it's like a, a water that um, maybe has some chilies and things in it. So they pour this in, they add some potato, onions, chickpeas, and some more spices or chutneys. Um, and so you eat it all in one bite <laughs> because once, once the water's in there, it's kind of, uh, you can't just take a bite out of it. It would go everywhere. So it's a one bite food. You put it in, close your mouth, and it is a total sensory experience. Um, you can also find these in some other South Asian countries like Bangladesh, Pakistan, and Nepal. But if you have not had the chance to try Pani Puri and there is a Indian restaurant near you, definitely go try it out. Let me know in the chat if you've tried this as well. Um, it's so good. <laughs> Definitely one of my favorites. Let's see some other ones in the chat here. Some other foods. Ratatouille from France. Um, in Lugo, we eat octopus cooked and served with salt, olive oil, and paprika. You get it at like celebrations and fairs. Okay, so maybe it's something that you can eat on the go. Perfect. Let's keep going. Our next one in Poland, another type of sandwich. Um, this is called a zapikanka. <laughs> I've probably said that incorrectly, but this is an open-faced sandwich, meaning that it doesn't have anything on top. And it's baguette bread again, but this time sliced lengthwise, and they'll top it with cheese um, after it has the meat and veggies on it and put it under a broiler. So a broiler is like an oven, but only from the top and that will make the cheese all nice and crispy. So that sounds like an excellent snack to have after a night out, maybe. <laughs> all right, let's keep going. South Korea. So when I first saw this, I don't like seafood, actually. I don't like um, fish or any other type of shellfish or kind of anything from the sea. I don't like. So I thought, oh, this one wouldn't be for me. But even though it is in the shape of a fish, it is actually just um, a little pastry, which is filled with red bean paste. So it's a sweet flavor. And they make that little fish in a, something similar to a waffle machine. So if you've seen a waffle maker where you push it down, they would have the prints of the fish um, to make the two sides of the pastry. And then they would fill it with the red bean paste. And this is called a bungyo pang, maybe, bungyo pang. Not sure how to pronounce that one either. Um, but yeah, I think it's kind of a cute idea to, to serve it that way. And apparently this would be common if you visited South Korea during the winter season, there would be lots of vendors selling these little fish pastries. All right. So a couple other people have tried octopus and street food. Hakim in Hong Kong, and then <clears throat> someone else, Pupu a la Gallega, is the other way to have the octopus. And Bourguignon, famous platen in France. All right, lots of tasty things for us to try. Okay, so those were our first five. Which would you, which would you like to try? The arepa from Colombia, the banh mi from Vietnam, pani puri from India, Zapikanka from Poland or the Bango Pang um, from South Korea. 
<clears throat> Let's see what everyone says. So I've tried, I've tried the first three, and I would say Pani Puri is definitely my favorite. But they're all, I'm sure they're all good. <laughs> um, Orla, the arepa de huevo in Colombia. Yeah, so that's an arepa with egg inside of it. You can get little small ones. You can have larger ones. I've tried that for breakfast as well, Orla, while I've been here. But this morning, this morning, they were kind of plain arepas, just with eggs on the side rather than inside. Very good. Okay, so big mix of things that people want to try. So many tasty things. I wonder if you're getting hungry. I just had breakfast, so I'm good. <laughs> um, all right. Let's keep looking at a few more and see if we can get more hungry. Okay, this one's a classic. So, I mean, pizza is, of course, a great food to have on the go. Um, I think around the world, you'll find pizza shops open late into the night. So that's always a good item if you're with friends and it's one in the morning, what do we get? Pizza. Um, but there's another version which is called a calzone. And that is basically a pizza that has been flipped, folded over. So it can actually be quite large, um, a meal in itself, but street vendors will smell, sell um, kind of smaller versions that they've been folded over. Um, so more on the go. Um, and so, yeah, these were invented in Naples, Napoli, just like the original pizza. And they are a very tasty way to eat on the go. Um, so Beard says also giant tortas of ham and egg. Yeah, so tortas are like open face, hard um, uh, tortilla with ham and egg on top. Sounds good. And Hakim wants to try arepa because it looks like a pancake. Yeah, so it is similar to a pancake, but with um, like corn based flour. All tasty things. Let's keep going. Trinidad and Tobago. I haven't heard of this one before. These are called doubles. And so Trinidad and Tobago has a very large Indian population. So this influences a lot of the cuisine there. Um, the way this is made is with two barras, which are a type of flatbread. They fill it with churikana, no, curry chana, which is a chickpea curry. And they'll add tamarind, pepper sauce, which you find throughout the Caribbean, cucumber, or mango. This sounds super tasty. Um, I love chickpea curry. I love the flavor of tamarind uh, and all of the other things. So for me, I would love to try this one. Someone asks, what is tamarind? So tamarind is a fruit that comes on little seeds. If you've bought just, it's, it's also really popular in Thai cooking. Um, you see it a lot in Indian cooking. Um, when you buy it, it's kind of sticky and you can like chew it off of the seed or you might buy it as a paste. Um, yeah, so I've had it both ways. You find it also sometimes in different candies and things like that. So it's, it's a fruit. Tamarindo, yeah, in, in, in Spanish, but, um, yeah, maybe have a quick Google to see what it looks like. Cause maybe you don't have it where you're from. So it's a new um, a new fruit that you haven't heard about, but a very distinct flavor. 
All right, so I guess I need to go to Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> the United States, a few people mentioned this earlier when we asked about favorite street foods. So the hot dog, I imagine this started in the United States. Maybe there was other countries doing it, but I think that the American kind of classic really, uh, really expanded the popularity of hot dogs through hot dog stands, food trucks, convenience stores, you know, gas stations, stadiums, these are everywhere. This is the most ubiquitous uh, street food I think you would find in the United States. Grilled sausage in a bun with different garnishes. I personally like to have a hot dog maybe with some cooked onions, um, certainly ketchup and mayonnaise, and maybe some cheese even on top. Um, I've been to I've had hot dogs before in Brazil and they like to add something called batata palia on top, which is like um, little bits of chips. So it gives it a crunchy texture and they put lots of other things on top too. So let me know if um, in your country there's something special you do with hot dogs. Someone asks, what's the meaning of bun? So the bun is in the picture there. So the hot dog and the bun goes the hot dog goes in the bun. So you can talk about hot dog buns, you can talk about hamburger buns. It's just another way to say a type of bread. All right. So Hakeem says the original pizza originally was just tomato sauce and matzo cheese. And so everything else that's added has nothing to do with the original pizza. Yeah, so if you wanna have an original pizza, it would be that margarita pizza then, which is just, um, tomato and matzo. For me, I, I love to have pizza with kind of all the toppings. Uh, I know Italians think it's terrible, but I do like pineapple on my pizza. Hmm. I've, I've, uh, I even lived with an Italian girl for a while and sometimes we would make pizza together. And so one of the times I put pineapple on my pizza, but she tasted it and she said that it tasted good. So even that Italian said it wasn't the worst thing, <laughs> even if it's not original. Okay, and of course I have to include Canada where I am from. So this dish is called poutine. It's from the French speaking province in Canada called Quebec. And this is French fries with cheese curds and gravy. Um, sometimes people might add meat on it or bacon or other things, but this is a very yeah, kind of heavy snack you might have um, when it's cold out or maybe at the end of a night out, people will go and have poutine. Um, so very tasty, not healthy. <laughs> okay, and then the last one, I didn't put one specific country on here because I know many countries throughout the Middle East have this. Um, but shawarma is uh, meat which has been stacked with layers of fat and then it's cooked on a vertical spit for hours and hours um, and then it's shaved off with a large knife and it would typically be served in a wrap with hummus, tahini, different types of pickle um, or on a plate. Um, so often probably the most common Middle Eastern type food I go to is Lebanese. So definitely Lebanese restaurants will have shawarma, but it's also in other countries. 
And so Marilla asks, what's the meaning of gravy? So gravy is like the brown sauce that you saw in that picture. You put gravy on meat usually. Yes, I love shawarma. This is one of my favorites for sure. I'm always in the mood for shawarma. With garlic sauce, yes. All the sauces. For me, I always ask for, you know, they say, do you want this one, this one, or this one? And I always say, all the sauces. <laughs> for me, that's my favorite part of these foods. Very juicy and flavorful. Okay, so let's say you've been on a big night out with your friends. Which one are you going for? All of these ones were quite kind of heavy fatty foods maybe um, but what would be your choice on an after a night out it's always good to eat before you go to sleep right after you've you've been out partying so get something in your stomach what's it going to be is it going to be a calzone doubles from Trinidad and Tobago a hot dog poutine or a shawarma Someone saying shawarma also called grek. There's a thing that's similar to shawarma called gyros, which they have in Greece. Um, gyros with a G. It looks like gyros, but I think they pronounce it gyros. Um, it's similar. I think it, there are there's definitely other names. Um, Yeah, and I agree with you, Hakeem. Shawarma would definitely be my first choice too. Um, it's one of my favorite go-tos if I'm hungry. <laughs> so I agree. I would definitely at the end of a night go for a shawarma if it's an option. And in Vancouver, Vancouver where um, a lot of the places are to go out, there are good places to get shawarma late, to get pizza and to get poutine. Um, but shawarma would be my favorite. Yeah, or kebab, someone says. Yeah, kebab. I think kebab tends to be, though, um, not the one that's shaved off. It's more like chunks of meat that have been marinated um, or it's made in a bit of a different way, kind of on the grill rather than the slow-cooked spit. But kebab is also wonderful. I love it. Okay, so we're getting some inspiration for different types of food. I would like to know, if you had to start a food truck, what would you serve? What would be your go-to? So I think for me, as I mentioned, I absolutely love sauces. So I would actually just start a food truck that was all about sauce. So maybe we'd call it sauce. And so I'd have really good guacamole, really good tzatziki, and excellent hummus. Those are three of my favorite sauces. And then you could have them with different things. So I would have a very tasty sauce food truck. Um, Hakeem would sell ice cream, excellent. What flavors would be, you think would be the most popular? Ah yes, donor kebab or donair, yes, totally. But I'm just thinking of the kebab that, like, um, I have a Persian friend, and when they make kebab, it's something different, too. It's like it's like the meat that's kind of been put onto a long spit on the grill. So it's a bit different from what I think of for shawarma, but there's so many of those different um, names used for the same thing, maybe. Oh, a couple of pancake trucks, very cool. Shrimp tacos. 
Excellent. Let me know in the name if you have an idea for the name of your food truck in the chat. So mine would be called Sauce, as I said, and I would have maybe at least three, maybe up to five sauces that I love from around the world. And then people could put that with um, a wrap. Maybe you could choose to have a wrap and uh, choose your protein, choose your veggies, and then the sauce will go on top. Crepe. Mm, yeah, I love crepes. So another kind of pancake. Cheeseburgers with French fries, cheese and bacon, tacos al pastor, delicious. So those are pork tacos with a pineapple kind of flavor with green sauce. Zapacanca. Tell me what zapacanca is. Lots of good ideas. Okay, yeah. So Hakim's saying in Arabic countries, they consider kebab to be the one that's like on the spit, whereas in Turkey, what they call kebab is more like shawarma. Yeah, because I've heard donor kebab. Um, maybe is it only if it's called donor kebab, then it's like the shawarma and then kebab is something different for them? Or I don't know. I haven't looked into this too far. But I do I do know like, yeah, I've seen restaurants where they call it in Europe, it seems they call it more donor kebab, like D-O-N-E-R. Where in Canada, we actually call them donairs. So D-O-N-A-I-R. So we pronounce it a little bit differently. I'm not sure why that is, but I just noticed that in Canada, we call them donair. And in Europe, they call them donor. Um, pozole, which is a type of soup, I think. Mexican soup. All right. So I think we're going to have a very tasty selection of food trucks here. <coughs> Awesome. All right. Well, hopefully you learned something today. You got inspired to go travel, inspired to look up a new recipe or go visit some restaurant. Um, it's always good to learn about cuisines from around the world. So I think that's it for us today. Um, there'll be another stream in a little bit. I might bring it forward a bit, actually. So maybe I'll start in about 10 minutes or so. If you want to join that one as well, it's on the World Happiness Report. So thanks for sharing lots today um, in the chat and I will talk to you very soon. Take care. Bye.